Hello, and welcome to the Magnetically You podcast. I'm your host, Madison Zerdyke. I'm a mindset and energy coach here to help you feel your freaking best and manifest a life full of magic, miracles, and abundance. I know that whatever led you here did not happen by coincidence. So I am so excited and grateful to have you here. So let's let the magic begin. Hello, and welcome back to the Magnetically You podcast. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode with Dora. She is a wonderful friend of mine, and our conversation is just so juicy and so fun. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to share a little announcement with you that I'm really excited about. And just bear with the audio. It's only going to be the next minute or two for this intro. I'm in Florida visiting my family, and I don't have my microphone, and I'm at the beach right now. So you might hear a little background noise. But anyways, real quick, I just wanted to let you know that we're actually doing an extension for But First Alignment. So we just wrapped up the six-week live class. It was absolutely amazing and several of the members in the group wanted to continue so we're going to do an extension and you don't have to have been in the original group in order to join us you'll get access to all of the first six modules of the teachings and the coaching with the original group members right away and you're also going to get to join us for four more weeks of coaching to really integrate and apply everything in the class and this class is really designed to help you live with more flow joy and alignment in your everyday life and what i teach in it so deeply impacted and changed my life over the last year and if it calls to you i am so excited to share these teachings with you and support you with some personalized coaching in the group so if you want to join us we're starting the week of may 1st so probably like right around when you're hearing this so go to madisonarnholt.com align if you want to join us and if you have any questions feel free to message me on instagram at madison.com Arnholt. So if you want to join us, I'm so excited to work with you. And let's go ahead and get into today's episode with Dora. Hi, I'm so excited to be doing this podcast with you. I am super excited too. And this has been many months in the making because Addison and I have been boxering back and forth. We've been friends for a pretty good amount of time. I would say like four years, three years, something like that. Um, and yeah. And so we just have been going back and forth on Voxer and we thought, Hey, maybe this would be good to talk about on a podcast because there's so much magic that comes through for us. Yeah. And it's just been so expansive and so healing to talk with someone who is equally as open and has been through so many of the same things and who is like learning and growing so rapidly as well. And I feel like every time we (laughs) talk, it's so healing for both of us. And we, it's just like this, like upward, like spiral of, of connection, of wisdom, of like magic, of ideas that kind of like go back and forth between us. So we figured we would bring one of our conversations to the podcast and see where it takes us because we've been talking a lot about a lot of juicy things. So I'll just introduce myself really quick. And then Dora, you can do the same because we're airing this podcast on both of our podcasts. So my podcast is the Magnetically You podcast. And my name is Madison Arnholt. I am an intuition and energy coach, and I help people follow their intuition and heal their energy. Hence the energy and intuition coach so that they can live more free, aligned, truly fulfilling to them lives. That's amazing. Yes, Madison, you are amazing. And I, so I'm Dora and I host the biohack your beauty podcast and I'm a biohacker and a business mentor and I work in the quantum realm. So work with frequency and I love technology and my mission is really to help women and entrepreneurs create a legacy of well-being of wealth and of impact and so that is very much what the biohack your podcast is focused on as well I love it oh I'm so excited to be doing this okay where do we want to start maybe is there is there like anything on your heart that's like coming up up right now to 
kick us off? <laughs> yeah, I would say maybe just beginning with the topic of conversation that has been really ripe and juicy for us lately, which is entrepreneurship and being able to honor our ebbs and our flows. So good. Oh my goodness. I feel like I could, we could probably do the whole podcast on this one. Cause I know like in the first few years of my entrepreneurship journey, it was insane. The expectations that I put on myself and my business, and it just caused so much pain and suffering. And there was this like narrative in the coaching industry and in the entrepreneurship world that something is wrong with you. If you're not always growing, always making more money, always getting the higher months. And it was like this chase, 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 chase for the next thing, higher money, higher income. And if you're not doing it, something's wrong with you. And I was, you know, had so much of those feelings of something's wrong with me. I should be ashamed because I was like, ex- so attached to the expectations I have of how things should flow. And I feel like I've like removed myself from so much of what I would call that brainwashing. And it's just like allowing there to be ebbs and flows in my energy and how inspired I am in the money and how much I show up, how much I don't show up. I went off of Instagram for several months and now I'm kind of back and then I'm here and then I'm there and then it is, and then it's not, and it's okay. And it's, allowed. And I actually wrote something on Instagram recently that I would like to read that I wish I would have known this, realize this sooner. So if your energy doesn't flow consistently 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 seven, nothing is wrong with you. It's all Mm. allowed. And I used to think that like freedom and success was like everything always being the way my mind thought it should be, or always feeling the way I wanted to feel. And it's like, that's not freedom. That's limitation. Freedom is in all of it being allowed the ebbs and the flows and not needing it to be different. So that's where I'll start, but I would love to hear like what comes up for you too. Yes. So good. And something you really highlighted is it's all allowed. And I think that's a really big piece because as leaders and mentors, if we are trying to do it the way it's always been done, really not leaders because we're just doing it the same way that it's always been done, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best way or the better way. And because our world is is expanding rapidly. And this is the best time to have ever lived. We are in this incredible place and have this incredible opportunity where we can blaze a new trail. We can create a new path. And so if we're trying to get in a way where we're cutting ourselves off from what is possible, then we're really limiting ourselves. And this is the first time that we have had all of the resources that we have, that women have had all of the opportunities that we have. And so who's to say that the old way is better, right? Like if this is the new way, what if there is so much potential in allowing and surrendering and honoring like our cycles, right? Because with when it comes to biohacking and and health, men have this 24 hour cycle and that's the same cycle. And every single day, same, same shit, same day. Right. But then with women, we have four plus cycles in a month and every single day is different. Every single day is different. So if our magic is really honoring those cycles, then why are we trying to be like men? Why are we trying to make it the same every single day? That's not how we're designed. And that's not how our magic is designed to be emulated into the world either. Yes. And who's to say that? How do we know that life will be better, that we will be more successful, that everything will be better if we do operate in that way that society is telling us? What if what if that's not the case? What if we actually get to have just as good, if not better outcomes by trusting and allowing the ebb and flow of our emotions and our energy and our 
life? And what if we get to have a lot more joy in the process? Yes. Yeah. And the joy piece is really important because why are we even doing it? Right. We get so caught up and, and this is something that's been really big me is like so many of us think things because that's what we're supposed to do. That's just what we're, that's what we do. And yet why are we doing it? And so many of us are like, well, because that's what we do, but there's not a real heart centered soul reason. And so it's like, where are we success or status? Is it because we think we will be happy once we have it, but why not slow down? Why not honor your cycles and actually be happy now? And that to take time and unfold organically and naturally and with joy and with sensuality and with pleasure and with all of these, like this that we have the gift of creating in our lives. Yes. And it's like, can we, can we really know it will be better there? It's like, that's like (laughs) the greatest illusion of the mind is that it will be better there. It will be better when, and when we can like truly recognize that illusion that you will never get there because you are only here. And now there doesn't exist. So if it's always there, 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 it will never be now. And now is the only thing that we have. And I think so many people are so afraid to live in that like now joy, because does that mean the whole future is gonna like fall apart? But it's like, well, what if it doesn't, what if you really can lean into like that sensuality, the pleasure, the slowness, the joy, what feels good for you? And what if that is allowed? What if that gets to work? What if you are free to do that? It's like, it's almost insanity. When you think about it that way, it's like, why would we choose anything else. And the only reason we do is because like you said, we think we are supposed to, we think we have to. Yeah. But why? (laughs) Exactly. And the thing is like you said, so what if it does work out? And what if you get to have all the things that you have set seed or what if it doesn't, right? What if you sacrificing your well-being and sacrificing your happiness and and grinding and grinding and and then like you stop doing that and it doesn't work out well maybe that's okay because you're not supposed to be living like that and if that's the price of having this much is that really worth it and you could say maybe it is to you but I feel like there's something really powerful in having that shift in perspective of okay, well, are there other paths? Is, is this the only path or can I change what I think I should do and think I should have and open myself up to the possibility that there's something else out there that can fulfill me and something there that can make me wealthy, right? Figuratively and literally. Yes. I know where there's so much like seeking that externally and after enough like suffering for some (laughs) that was my path yeah you're like I can't really do that anymore so if I tried all my best efforts to find it outside of me and it didn't work well the only other place to go (laughs) yeah is inside myself and it's like when you can really like come home to that, knowing that your peace, your answers, your freedom, like is inside of you. It's not inside of another person. It's not inside of a circumstance. It's not inside of a goal or a manifestation or the way you should feel or the way your circumstances should be like, it's within you always. That's the ultimate freedom. Cause then you're no longer reliant on circumstances or people for your own inner alignment. You can find it from within. Yeah. And that's the key is like, if you're relying constantly on that outer environment to feed you in your alignment, then how is that going to be different when you have all the money and all the status and all the things and it's not, so you're going to, you're going to be like rolling in, which is cool. And I'm all about that. 
Yeah. But you'll still, you'll still be like them now, right? So yeah. like, yeah, you'll be rich, but you'll still be miserable, which is also not great. And you might be way less healthy because yeah, yeah. you like sacrificed your, your well-being. Yeah, I know. And then it's like when well-being and joy are primary, everything else seems to yeah. flow and work itself out in ways better than we could have imagined. And it, it takes a lot of trust yeah. to put those things first. When we live in a world that's so convinced us that working hard is our greatest source of joy and success and fulfillment and worth. And it's like, totally. what if we, what if we made that secondary and what if that's okay. And what if that doesn't mean we don't get to have our desires or what we want? What if it just means we don't have to like suffer so hard on the way there? For what real? if we get to have joy, joy now and joy later? Yes, exactly. And I think it's like that really cliche saying of work smarter, not harder. And that's to me, the ticket, right? Is being able to, I mean, that's why I feel like leaving a legacy of well-being and, and impact is so interrelated to wealth, right? Because if I can pass on wealth in the form of well-being, because we do, right? So our children carry whatever health we give them and whatever health we support them in having as children during their childhood. If we're working all the time, how are we providing them with that? How are we providing them with connection and nurturing and physical health as well, right? Because even something as simple as spending that postpartum time breastfeeding your child is impactful for the rest of their lives. And then also being able to create an impact in the world long-term, because once you die, your kids are still living, your grandkids are in this world, right? It's like what I think it's an ancient proverb or something, but it's like we we don't inherit the earth from our we borrow it from our children. And so how can we create a where our children and our aunts like like our offspring, our the generations that come after us can still say, like, wow, my grandparents, my great grandparents really made an impact in making sure that I could live in well-being and in a state of wealth and create my own impact. And I feel like we can't do that if we're ourselves to the bone and spending our whole lives wasting away trying to meet this quota and living in the status quo. Yes, of being who we're supposed to be and doing what we think we're supposed to do. Like I uh, definitely used to have a lot of perfectionist tendencies and was very much living by like who I thought I was supposed to be based on how others were going to perceive me based on how much validation or success I thought it was going to bring me and trying like so hard to portray this like perfect image, especially in my business. That was not a fun time. And as I began like unraveling it, it was almost like, well, who am I if I'm not trying to be who I think I'm supposed to be? Like that's, I had been so heavily like living from who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? That it was like, well, who, what do I do under that? Who is under that? How do I live under that? And what I've <laughs> found as I've let that go more and more is freedom. Just, of just being who I am in each moment, allowing who I am in each moment and not needing it to be different or treating myself or my reality or my emotions as a problem to be solved and like finding true acceptance and allowing and seeing where that, where that leads. Mm. Yeah. And there's something really powerful about acceptance and allowing, right? Cause it's like this surrendering into letting it be what it, it could be instead of trying to make it what it should be and yeah. spiritual at all, which I am. And I know you are, there's that sense of 
okay, maybe I don't know all the potential outcomes, right? (laughs) Maybe by wanting it to be this way, having it to be this way, I'm actually limiting myself from what could potentially happen and what miracles and what mind-blowing things could actually occur because I have to control everything to be this way. Yes. Because I know best. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, how in the world could our mind ever truly have a holistic understanding of what's best when there's like so many people and so many factors and so many things moving and changing in every single moment to think that we could ever grasp or understand or control all of that is one insane <laughs> and, and not insane. Like also I did it, you know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's insane and it's very limiting. It's so. Yeah. And it's so scary to go off into the unknown to the mind because it's like, ah, this unknown looks a lot like jumping off a cliff and what's down there. Am I going to hit the bottom and die? And it's like, what if it's actually a giant pile of like fluffy clouds at the bottom filled with magic and beautiful experiences. And when we're willing to like trust those, those leaps into the unknown, instead of needing to know and to control everything, it's truly miraculous and beyond the mind's understanding how wonderfully things can unfold. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. And I feel like one of the things that kind of comes through for me as we're talking is I feel like we, maybe not we, but I know for myself, at least sometimes throws me off from trusting and letting go and allowing things to unfold is comparison to other people. Hmm. So I'm in my flow. I'm doing my thing. I'm honoring my intuition. And then boom, somebody out who I'm like, that person is so amazing and so cool. And wow, look doing and look at how much they're creating and how much they're making. And, and then like, actually, maybe this isn't working for me. Maybe I need to do all these things and, and fix that and change that and worry about that yeah exactly and then something to be really said about setting boundaries around that and also being able to honor your uniqueness and your own path because it's so easy to say oh my path should be like hers or why isn't my path like hers? Why is it so easy for her? Why is she creating these things and I can't even do this, right? It's just so, it's so insidious and it's so dangerous in a way to compare yourself to people who, A, we have a small window into what their experience is and B, it's a totally different, like it's like that old saying, comparing apples to oranges. You can't compare the two. They're just different. Yeah. And it's like a, it's like an error of the mind to think if I, if they have that and I don't, something's wrong with me. Yes. Why? Why is that better? Who decided that their reality, their way of being, their experiences were better. That's just, it's just like a narratives in the mind. We've decided this is good. And this is good. And this is good. And this is not good. And this is not good. And that's not good. But like, why, why can't it all just be (laughs) what it is? Exactly. Exactly. And like you said, it's, we put that meaning, right? What is this? What am I making this mean about me? And what am I making this mean? And a lot of that has to do with our own beliefs about ourselves and about what is and about what's possible. And I, I mean, they call them limiting beliefs for a reason, <laughs> right? Cause they can really limit us. 
Yeah. And I feel like every belief is a limiting belief because <laughs> it's like any thing that we like break down to a belief or a concept is no longer the infiniteness that it really is and I don't think that means we have to go like <laughs> deleting beliefs or whatever I actually don't even think I used to journal for hours upon hours upon hours like who is my higher self and what does she believe and what are my beliefs now and how do I need to turn that belief around to be positive and I would like beat try to like beat my brain to death into submission to have these new beliefs but when we instead of having to change all of our beliefs when we become aware of our beliefs they no longer have such a grip on us or control us and in that way it's like oh we don't have to go like belief by belief by belief like oh fix all your limiting beliefs because something is wrong with you it's like no we can just become aware because when we're aware we're no longer in that like unconscious like grip of the belief and we actually can have awareness over it and then choose what we want to how we want to move forward in freedom and in clarity rather than you know like unconscious reaction like the I was thinking as you were talking about the comparison it's like becoming aware of when we are feeling like oh because I'm not as far along as them or I don't have this or that or they're better at this or whatever it is and you feel like that something is wrong with me it's like becoming aware of like where does that becoming aware of that thought that belief and then it's like where where do you typically go when you start feeling that way do you go distract yourself and repress your feelings by scrolling social media like what are your habitual tendencies what are your habitual reactions and can you become aware of that because as soon as we become aware it stops that momentum of those habitual tendencies that just perpetuate those feelings like the mind will have this feeling something's wrong with me like they're making more money and I'm not, therefore something's wrong with me. Therefore I need to go hustle harder and do a thousand things and try to make more money. But it's in that very chase for feeling that something is wrong with me whole that you actually just make it <laughs> worse. <laughs> and the more we become aware that, oh, this hole that I'm perceiving is actually an illusion and all those habitual ways that I typically react or repress are not actually helpful or useful. And then it's like, can you sit with the discomfort of feeling like something is wrong with you without reacting in those habitual ways? And then can you see what happens when you're that aware? And when you don't let the, when you, I don't know, don't like <laughs> try to fill that hole yeah. by doing the things you would habitually do. It's like, what happens from there? And it's yeah. like, well, uh, what I found is that <laughs> it's freedom. Yeah. First you it might loses cry. its grip on you. Exactly. Yeah. You have to yeah. feel the feels. You have to release. Yeah. yeah. But then it loses its grip. Yeah. And then you're no longer compelled into action that's coming from something that something is wrong with me. There's either nothing to do because you don't need to do anything anymore now that you don't feel like something is wrong with you. Yeah. Or your actions can come from a deeper the deeper like inspiration and intuitive part of you that already is whole and worthy and how like that feeling of inner security rather than acting to fill like a hole then you you find almost like you come back to your wholeness within and then you don't need to go filling any holes and then instead of your actions being to fill something broken quote broken within you your actions can come from a deeper place within you and that's where we can really i think create our most inspired creations our most unique creations our most our biggest impact on the world mm, that was so good so good and you <laughs> yeah and you like really and the thing is right you painted such a great picture because if you're always filling the holes, you can never live in overflow because everything you're doing is just trying to fill those holes. And so oh if you my fill God. the holes, then everything else is overflow. Yes. And it's not even that we have to fill the holes yet. It's like, yes. And it's like realizing that there never was a hole to begin with. Yes. When you come back to that, knowing that there never was a hole to begin with, then everything else is overflow. Everything oh, else is the, overflow. That was the most beautiful, like emerging of like ideas. I feel like I've like 
Oh my God. I just am obsessed because it's so true. And that is really how it feels. It's like when I come back to that, like inner sense of wholeness from within me and then go about my life, like from there, it is everything else is just icing on the cake because I'm whole from within. I don't need anything else. It's just like, yes, like I welcome it, like welcome the magic, welcome the experiences, welcome the opportunities, but I don't know. I no longer need them or I'm emotionally dependent on them. And then it's like, you said, it's just overflow. It's just icing on the cake. And like, I feel like that is, that is true freedom. And that is true. Wealth is that coming. I don't know what, how you want to say it, but it's like realizing from within yourself, your own wholeness, just as you are. Exactly. And that is magnetism, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) right? Because that's where like, like when a bad bitch walks down the street and she's like, I need nothing, but (laughs) anything I receive is just icing on the cake because I'm the baddest and I've got what I need. And I create my own reality and I create my own joy and happiness, but I'll take whatever is overflow because I would love to live in it. I'd love to revel in it and enjoy and bathe in it and, and all of that. But it's all about that magnetic, like everything is overflow and being in that state that is magnetic as fuck. Oh my God. I am just like floored by this like new way of, because the the word overflow for me, honestly, in the past had been so connected to so many business coaches talking about overflow and overflow, meaning like millions and millions of dollars and very, very focused on like, get more money, get more money, get more money. And then you have overflow, but this is like a whole much more deeper, wonderful, magical meaning of overflow that I'm just floored by and so thrilled that this is where the conversation has gone so good so good so good and all of it really just comes from honoring yourself I mean it's so beautiful but it's so it doesn't have to be complicated. And I think that's the other thing that, especially as coaches, right. We tend to feel like it has to be complicated because that's why often people hire a coach because they're like, I have to help have somebody help me figure it out. And I think it's like your coach is there for a reason. And obviously it's an incredible experience to have that hurt and have that person mirroring back to you. Like that's what I love about mentorship, but it really doesn't have to be complicated. Like as long as you follow that path of being able to honor your body, honoring your intuition, honoring your like heart, then I feel like everything else can just follow that. Yes, it really, it really does. And it really is that simple. However, it can be so hard because yeah. it to follow like, oh, like what feels good for me in this <laughs> moment? Like the mind yeah. has so many contradictory stories and so many fearful emotions. And we, and, in, and instead of like going actually into those feelings and releasing those feelings, we like go out and like, yeah. just do what we like think we have to do rather than releasing the feeling that's blocking us from actually doing what's in true alignment. Yeah. The more we do that, the more we start like playing with that and trusting that the more you realize like, oh, it actually is okay to do this. It is safe to do this. It does work out when I follow what yeah. feels right for, for me. Yeah. And so my question for you then, because I feel like so many people have this challenge is like, I want to follow my intuition, but I have a lot of belief systems and a lot of trauma and a lot of, my mind is telling me that aren't necessarily my intuition. Cause I know like, let's say past of me in a relationship, I could say, Oh, my intuition tells me to stay with this person because I mm. love them. But really it was probably time for me to 
keep that relationship because my intuition, quote unquote, was really just tied to my own nervous system trauma and all of that. So how know then what's, what's our mind and what's our real intuition? Oh my gosh, this is so perfect because literally two minutes before we started recording this, I posted an Instagram reel about this very question. (laughs) So I will just say it again here. So the two ways I shared on Instagram that I think are the most like helpful for knowing, is this my intuition or is this my mind? Intuition typically feels like it's coming from below the neck. So for most people, it's like the heart space, the gut space, somewhere in that general vicinity. For me, I get this like sense of like knowings kind of like coming from like out in front of me, like towards my heart space. But I have other clients who feel, or I have clients who feel like it comes right from their gut or right from their heart. So below the neck is like general rule of thumb, we'll say, but there's no actual like rules of thumb. Everyone's different. So you have to really tune into what it is for you. So the mind is, it will feel like it's coming from inside your head. So if like a thought or an answer or like (laughs) stay in the relationship feels like it came from inside the head, like above the neck, that is a great sign that it's the (laughs) mind. (laughs) And then the other thing I would say is like intuition usually comes through very like calm, clear, grounded, and neutral. It just like is, you just know, you know, without knowing how you know. Whereas with the mind, it can be more, there's like an urgency or a a frantic feeling or like a pressure, (laughs) adrenaline. Yeah. That manic high feeling. I used to think that manic inspired excitement was my intuition. Yeah, absolutely not. Not (laughs) your intuition. Like your intuition may still lead you to do the same thing. But what I found is so much more helpful for me is like to wait for that, like manic high, like inspiration to like settle down and then move from that more neutral grounded place. Like that's where your intuition is really going to be coming, um, through. And then yeah, the mind is more like, there could be an urgent feeling a rushed, frantic, a lot more like justifying and like convincing yourself and like thinking it through and like lodging your way into believing that that's what you should do. It's like, Oh, I should stay in the relationship because of this and because of this. And yeah, if I leave, that's not going to be good. And then I'll be alone forever. And like, like all that, like mental, like spinning, not your intuition. (laughs) Yeah. So those are like, I feel like two really good ways to realize. And the best way to realize is not by me saying that. And then you looking at yourself and being like, okay, Madison said this and this, it's like, those can be like helpful things, but it's really, you have to have your own experiences for yourself. And I'm not talking like at you door more, just like you as an everyone, <laughs> No, everybody, um, yeah. but okay. everyone has to have their own experiences. And like you start recognizing when you do follow your intuition, you can, it's, it's more helpful, like, or not more helpful. It's like sometimes easier in hindsight to see, like you could see like, yeah, it probably was my mind saying, stay in that relationship. And that's okay. The hindsight is amazing insight, whether you did or didn't follow your intuition, because you, it's going to give you more clarity either way. And oftentimes the times where we don't follow our intuition and we are following our mind, those are often like incredible, incredible learning opportunities. And yeah. I think it's amazing to just start practicing with like the little things, like I love to tell people like a great way to start playing with trusting your intuition. And like, is this my intuition or is this my mind is like little things. Like when you go get your nails done, see if you can let your intuition to guide you to which color to pick, Um, like which one are you magnetically drawn to? Which one can, do you keep looking at? Or even can you listen inside yourself for an answer once one time I went to get my nails done and I was like over like thinking and spinning obviously not my intuition very much my mind and being the indecisive one and I was just like this should not be this complicated to pick a nail color so I was like okay inner voice intuition what color would you have me pick and then I listened and I kept hearing blue and I was like what the fuck I hate blue (laughs) dumb this can't be my intuition like this is not right like really and I was like, inner voice, is it really, is that you? Is it blue? And I just kept getting blue, blue, blue. And I was like, okay, like I've done this enough to know, like, let's just try and see what happens. It's just my nails. Like if I hate it, it's fine. So I was like, I guess it's blue. So I told the people, I'm like, I'm going to go with this blue. 
I don't know why, because I hate blue, but here we go. <laughs> and so I sit down at the go, go sit over there. So I sit at my like, you know, station and I hear them talking, saying like, where's color like 141 or whatever the color was. They're like, I don't know. And they're like all looking for it. They can't find this color. And I not kidding you look in front of me and the blue color is sitting at my station already. Whoa! And I, I was, everything else was on the shelf, but this one color, the one color that my intuition guided me to pick against all out of <laughs> like, thousands logic from my colors. mind out of thousands of colors was sitting right there. And then I was like, well, damn, if this is not like a reminder to, I have goosebumps just telling it again. It's like, if this is not a, a reminder to trust my intuition, it's like, I don't know what it is. And then I ended up loving it because every time I looked at it, it was such a reminder of that like magical experience. Yeah. So it can be so helpful just to practice and play with the little things like that and see, see how it turns out. Yeah. I love it so much. And oh my gosh, it's so amazing when you yeah, when you really let yourself be guided, because it really is so inc- life is so really magical if you let it magical. If you let yourself see the magic. And oh. honestly, I mean, I find so much I find magic in nature, like I'm so obsessed with nature, but there's magic everywhere. There's so synchronicities, like affirmations that, that you are being taken care of and you are being guided. I mean, endless. If you let yourself look for them and, and practice looking for them and remembering when those things happen to writing them down, whatever comes to you, writing it down, because then it's like, Oh my God, why life like this? And then you have this list or these this kind of vault of all the times when shit was working out for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's like you can even like try asking the question today, like intuition, show me a sign that all is well. Show me a sign that I'm on the right path. Make it unmistakable <laughs> so that my mind can't question it. Like show me, show me a sign and just see, go about your day and see like what comes to you. It can be just like a fun way to like open your, open yourself up to that magic that already is always, always there. Yeah. I love it. I know. Me too. Oh my God. I'm having so much fun. Okay. What else is on your heart? Do you want to share about biohacking? Cause I've never had anyone on my podcast talk about biohacking. And I feel like that's something so interesting and fascinating that you do and are into if you want to share about it. Yeah, I would love to share. I mean, biohacking is a vast elm. So there is many things, but if you've never heard of biohacking, it really is just the concept of using tools and techniques to optimize your health and well-being. And this can range from practices that our ancestors had and used all the way to using technology and I, and IV vitamins and supplements to hack your biology, right? So something you might've heard of that our biohacking might be red light facial masks, like therapy, which is where you either sit in front of a red light device and that red light device helps to combat inflammation in the body and in the brain and help to boost collagen and elastin production in the skin they also can have make my hair grow. <laughs> yeah, I can. Oh Actually, God, they have one hair. So you put it on your head and there's a few things I can tell you about hair growth. So the first, the red light therapy thing for your hair is amazing. There's also some PRP, which they do in, on the skin as well. And it's basically, they 
It's called a vampire facial. Have you heard of a vampire no, facial? No, <laughs> I've never gotten any kind of facial, but if I was going to get one, it would probably be a vampire one because I like the sounds of that. <laughs> sounds really cool. So oh. what they say, basically draw blood from your body and then they create this kind of regenerative solution with your blood that they then inject back into your skin and they do this with your hair and it actually helps boost your hair growth which is wild so that is really cool and it's amazing for your skin too so that's something you look into there's also organs which are really really helpful for boosting hair growth because whenever you're thinking of nutrition We always want to match whatever the substance in our body is made of. So think of our hair, right? There's a lot of collagen and elastin and biotin hair. So we think of what is made of those things. Well, animal foods are made of those things. And so thinking of eating like tendon, thinking of eating bone marrow, thinking of eating liver and uh, even like chicken feet is a really one that you can <laughs> eat. <laughs> oh but God. the beautiful thing in the modern world, you don't really have to eat those things. You can take a supplement that's made of those things. So highly recommend. And I think this is crucial for anybody, especially in their bearing years to take either an organ supplement or include organ meats in their diet. Very powerful stuff. If you've ever read the book by Weston Price called Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, it's incredibly fascinating. It's about a dentist who lived in the 1930s and he lived in Canada and he was getting all these kids in his dental office with terror like black teeth, rotting teeth. And he was like, this is, we live in this evolved society, but all these kids teeth suck, right? He would get these magazines with pictures of people in indigenous communities, aboriginal communities, and every single one had perfect teeth. And he was like, what the hell? This is weird. So he packed up his office and him and his wife went to travel the world and meet these communities all around the world. I mean, he went everywhere. He went to South America, North America, Australia, all of these places, Alaska. And he interviewed these people who were still indigenous, who still had not adopted these quote unquote modern ways of eating. And what he found across the board was that they really long health span. They were really fertile. They had no pain in childbearing. They had amazing teeth. They had a really strong bone structure. They had really strong bone structure and all across the board, they ate animal foods, high dense, nutrient rich animal foods. They weren't vegan. (laughs) They weren't like eating only vegetables. They were all eating nose to tail animals. So they were making broths, organ meats. They were really like nose to tail animal foods and high in eggs. They, some of them had raw dairy. Some of them didn't. They did have some more grains, some less grains, some more vegetables, some less vegetables, some more fruits, some less fruits, but everybody was eating lots and lots of high fats animal foods, right? Like if you had a lean piece of meat, they were like, that's for the dogs. They were eating highly nutritious animal foods. And so what we can take from that is really that we're designed to eat animal foods. And then the really cool thing is, this is the end of my long story. I love it. Please keep going because I am like, so like loving this. So yeah, I'm sure everyone listening is too. So then the fascinating thing is he came at this really incredible time right when modern foods, quote unquote, modern foods were being introduced into these societies, sugar, 
processed flour, like white flour and seed oils. So instead of animal fats, canola oil, sunflower oil, all of these vegetable oils that were actually a waste product, right? And they wanted to create money from that. You had these really incredible food groups being replaced by processed foods. And if you can see, it's so wild. If you look it up online, see the before and after within one generation, these people who had these perfect straight teeth, wide jaws, like no crowding at within one generation of them starting to eat these processed foods, the children have crowded teeth, narrower faces, narrower hips, and they started having these health issues in their society within one generation of introducing processed foods into their cultures. And so you think of all of the health issues that we have now, all of the neurological things that we have now, all of like how many kids need braces to straighten their teeth. People have to pull their teeth out because there's not enough room within their mouths anymore because our bone structure is getting narrower and our bones mm-hmm. are getting less dense. And we're having all, I mean, children are now being born with issues, right? We can tie it so much to the foundation of our health, right? Like, obviously there are other environmental factors. We have of so much pollution, toxic, toxicity in foods like pesticides. We're pumping kids full of injections when they're born with heavy metals. So there's so many factors, right? But this is a really big piece of it is that we're not getting the adequate nutrition that to thrive. So it's a fascinating thing to think about. It is. And you know what? It's like, are for so many people they're what they are eating is most decided by and most influenced by marketing and what is food marketing most based on what is going to be the lowest cost and highest profit which typically probably means like lower quality less nutritious and so i think it's like just something important to be aware of is is marketing deciding what you're eating or is like true health and really following what feels right inside of your body, deciding what you eat. And are you listening to that? Are you trusting what feels right for you? Even if the marketing is saying that this is, and this is right. And this, this, and this is, is, is wrong. And I actually, when I was going through my intuitive eating journey, there was this study that kind of reminded me of the one you shared where they found this community that had like the lowest rate of heart disease of like anywhere. And they were like, what are these people eating? Like, what are they doing? And they went to this community and they were literally eating like ham with an inch, like rim of lard or like fat around it. And then everyone would have said, oh, that will make you so (laughs) unhealthy, whatever. That's so wrong. But they literally had the lowest rate of heart disease. And I think part of what they attributed that that to was like the community and the social like aspect. There was such a deep community that that brought so much health. And I think it's, you know, recognizing like if, if someone were to tell you like eat ham with an inch of fat, like you probably be like, you probably would think, oh, like that's not right? Like that's not healthy because of what we've been told we should or shouldn't be eating. And it's like, they had the lowest rate of heart disease. And obviously there's so many factors, right? It doesn't mean eat ham and you won't have a heart attack, (laughs) but it's like, it's so fascinating to question the narratives and what we've been told and to lean into our own like knowings of what feels right in the body. And it's so deep because that intuition with your mind, the body is very similar because we have been programmed very much about food, just like we've been programmed about money and our worth. And the thing is when it comes to, I would say personally, that 
that ham with the big fat lining of fat is the healthiest thing you could possibly eat. And no, it's not going to cause a heart attack. And this is cool advice. This is my personal opinion, but what causes those imbalances in the is we're eating waste. Like those is literally to me, one of the biggest fears in heart issues. And because our bodies are so used to eating things aren't designed for us. When you start eating high fat, high nutrient rich animal foods, your body might not be prepared for that because you've been eating differently for so long that you have to build your way up to, you have to think of the enzymes that your body has stored and the ability to have hydrochloric acid break those things down, right? So what I would say is if you want to change your way of eating and you want to eat more nutrient dense foods, either working on one to help you do that, supplementing with something like hydrochloric acid, enzymes, probiotics, because for so many of us, intuitive eating, it's really complicated because we have so much. There's so much noise and conditioning and eat this. Don't eat that. This is right. This is wrong. I got to a point where I, I had an eating disorder in high school and then was very much like orthorexic in my early twenties. And I was so wrapped up in eat this, don't eat that, that I got to the point where I remember like vividly this, like just realization came over me where I was standing in my kitchen one day, like feeling like I literally couldn't eat anything. Anything. I felt like (laughs) nothing was safe to eat because there was something out there telling me that this is bad and this is bad and this is bad. And it felt like, oh my God, there's like, there's nothing safe to eat. And then I realized, well, that's pretty insane. If I'm (laughs) believing there's nothing safe to eat. And that's when that was like a huge turning point for me because I realized like, "Mm, this is actually like not okay that I'm feeling like nothing is safe and allowed to eat. And because I had gone so far from my intuition. So I agree with you. And I think it's, it is possible that we can come back to our intuition in that area and be free in that area and not have it be something that has to be that we get right or that we have to worry so hard about or think so hard about or stress about it's like and and on top of that it's like food is just one piece of health I feel like the future of medicine is gonna very much include a lot more energy and emotional work yes (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like our our energy and our emotions are everything. It's like, you probably could eat like, I don't know, whatever people would consider the unhealthiest food for the rest of your life. But if you're like satisfied socially, if you are in harmony with your intuition, if you're in harmony with your energy, if you are like living a life that's true to you and not like living in the rat race, it's like, you could have like potentially (laughs) incredible (laughs) like health, right? We don't know. And that's the thing is like, we don't actually know at the end of our life, we're not going to know did working out those, how many X more times actually give me more life or make my life better. So it's like, if we don't, if we're never actually going to know what really (laughs) worked individually, we may as well enjoy ourselves and do what feels right for us and like trust what unfolds when we live from that place. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like yes and no for me, (laughs) (laughs) because I think in a way when you're really in tune with your body and your intuition, there's no way you're going to go eat McDonald's every day. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, you could, you could, you could choose you couldn't choose things that are detrimental to your physical body because we are in the 3D world, right? So like there is a sense of honoring what your body needs, but there are people who live to be 120 and drink Dr. Pepper every day, right? So like <laughs> there is so much to be said about energy and about frequency. 
And I think if you really are in tune with your body, there is a sense of honoring your body, right? Yeah. It's like, and like you would naturally eat in a nutritious way because that's where your body and intuition would guide you. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And And that's part of unpacking all of that, right? It's like that intuition piece. Yeah. Well, that's what so many people I think are afraid of with intuitive eating. Like, oh my God, if I just listen to my intuition and I'm if it's all allowed, then I'll just, I will go to McDonald's every day or I'll eat the whole bag of cookies or I'll eat 12 cookies. And it's like, you may go through like a honeymoon phase. If you've re-allowed things back into your life where you maybe over consume it past alignment or past what your intuition would do, but over time, your intuition will guide you to natural, like balance and harmony and towards like, like you said, like natural nu- nutritiousness if that's even a word <laughs> yeah. so yeah I love that yeah and I think there's two things with that too is like one if you're nourishing your body like that's the beautiful thing about eating a animal rich diet it's like you're nourished so you're not like every five when I was a raw vegan I was like oh my god I need more food you know like where's more sugar where's more fruit and And then when I started eating animal foods and like having more protein and more fat, like I was able to be more grounded. My, my brain wasn't like a freaking, I don't want to say crackhead, but that's kind of how it felt. You know, like I was like, like grounded enough where I had periods of time where I wasn't thinking about food. I, I was nourished. I was satisfied. And then the other part of that is the last supper eating, which I as also had eating disorder stuff for like the majority of my life is if you have such restriction around food, our brain, our animal brain is still like really powerful. And it does that, right. That, like you said, like, well, I'm never going to have this ever again. So I have to have as much of it as possible right now. (laughs) And that is such a, (laughs) it's such a thing, right. When you have such deprivation. So like you said, it's really about cultivating that, cultivating that, letting it be a journey, just like entrepreneurship, just like honing your in and cultivating that. Like if you can really put your well-being first, well-being is not physical, it's all of it. So you really want to cultivate that honoring your process, your journey, honoring where you've been. Because so much of that food struggle stuff and with our bodies too, like, how can I eat fat? Gonna get fat, right? That's a program, but it's not like you can just turn it off. So really taking the time to see how you can do what feels in alignment for you without, again, shoulding. It should be like this. I should be there, right? Letting it be a process. Yes, I love that. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like for me, there's not really, there's hard. I don't think I have anything that's off limits or like off the table with food. It's kind of like all allowed, which actually gives me the freedom to follow my intuition. And I can choose from everything, not just this limited subset of what my mind has been conditioned to believe is correct. And when you can choose from everything that frees you up so much more to actually be able to choose what's right for you. Yeah. Yes. And that's the name of the game. Choose what's right. (laughs) Put your well-being first. I feel like that when you said that, I was like, that's really, I feel like the summary, I feel like of so many of our conversations and even this conversation today is like, you're allowed to put your well-being first. It's safe to put your well-being first. And it's like, when you do, it's incredible. It's incredible how amazing you get to feel and how wonderfully life unfolds and only continues to get better and more beautiful and more expansive. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. I feel like that is a good place to. I think so too. I love that we both like knew it was like the perfect completion before either of us said it out loud. It's like, I knew you knew that I knew. (laughs) That's how we roll. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. Any final like things we want to like share? Do Should we share where we can find? Um, yes. 
each you other go for ourselves. So you can find me, Madison, on Instagram at madison.arnholt, A-R-N-H-O-L-T. My website is madisonarnholt.com. And yeah, if you want to work with me, all of that's on the website and all of that good stuff. And my podcast, Magnetically You. Yay. Such a good podcast, by the way. Highly recommend. Thank you. And you can find me on Instagram at Dora Vandekamp. And you can find my podcast on iTunes and Spotify by Beauty. And you can find me on YouTube at Dora Vandekamp. So yeah, that's that's the deal. And want details on working with me, go on Instagram. That's my jam. Amazing. Amazing. This was so fun. Thank you for being so wonderful. I feel like you are just such a radiant, magnetic, kind person. I feel like you're here to like excavate the truth and let people know about it. That just came to me. So thank you for being you. Thank you. And I think you are just the most ethereal and magical and really, truly like pure hearted soul. And I think you are also on a very important So I'm very grateful and honored to be your friend and fellow podcaster and fellow coach. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this, feel free to tag us on Instagram. We'd love to see it. And I hope everyone has a magical rest of their day. Thank you so much for listening to the Magnetically You podcast. If this episode served you, I ask that you share it with someone who it could make a difference for or share it on social media and tag me at Magnetically You. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the magic and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for being here and I will see you in the next episode.